I understand it, man. Listen, they're they're just resources. I wouldn't even let it let it affect you that much, man. As long as you get um, something something done, man, is important, man. Even if it's just uh, chewing on one scripture, meditating on one scripture. But I I wouldn't I wouldn't stress about it, man. I, I for instance, man, I they're all just tools, and you pick which one is is beneficial to you, and and you go with it, my brother. Like, man, that's why I want to make sure I make it clear. Even to those who's listening later, that they understand that um, develop your relationship with God wasn't meant to be exhausting. It was meant to be fellowshipping. It was meant to customize. Um, not all friendships are the same. Um, my friendship with one friend is different than the other, but at the same time, it, it shouldn't require like works righteousness or stuff like that, bro. So, man, even if you just pick one area of, of the worksheet and just dive into that, man, that's 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 worth more um, than uh, than feeling like you have to finish the whole worksheet in order to feel accomplished, if that makes sense, my brother. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, uh, I, I do. I think I've been, well, I haven't been, working too much with the worksheets i really love the questions and stuff like that with the with habits so what kind of prompted you to you know have this week kind of set for habits Um, man like i I usually wait i usually wait till the holy spirit drops man like Mm -hmm. like most of the stuff i have an idea of what i want to do weekly um but like out of nowhere, he was just like habits. And and that's how I kind of do ministry, man. Back when I early, early on in day, early days of ministry, bro, I just did stuff because of what was popular. I did stuff, what, what would uh, get more views. Now I go by the Holy Spirit, man. And that's, that took a lot of stress off of me trying to impress. It was just more so about, all right, man, you let me know what you want me to do. Tap me on my shoulder. Let me know when you're ready for me to go. And so bad habits yeah. came literally Friday, last Friday night. And I just said, you know what, let me knock this worksheet out. And and I'm gonna start releasing them on Saturdays, I think. But yeah, man, but was it was it perfect timing for those for those for those points? Yeah, yeah, it was. I because I think I've been I've been better about like uh I got a calendar uh for for school and I like this is the first time that I got one. Yeah. That goal section that I was, you know, working through even over the summer, like it kind of helped me prep for school and even like, all right, this is what I got to get done today. You know, I got to get this assignment done and whatnot. So it really helped because it kind of just helped me be more organized because I can, I kind of just go about my day and I'm like, kind of just let the day hit me in the face. I'm like, well, get done what I need to get done today, but, you know, I kind of forget things. Um, So it definitely was perfect timing. but yeah, no, it was it was really good because it made me think like, oh man, like what kind of habits have I had in the past? Like how am yeah. I, you know, growing my walk with God? And how, how is He leading me and teaching me? And how am I, you know, even growing in the areas that I maybe wasn't so good in like a year ago? Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's been real good. Man, I'm glad. I think what really hit home for me with habits, man, because I'm about to have a daughter. You see what I'm saying? And I really had to assess what culture am I creating for her? Like what habits will cause her to be hopeless or helpless? Like what, what, what are my word habits? What are my thought habits? How, how could one look change the trajectory of her life? How could one word change the trajectory? How is the culture of my reactions can change the culture, right? And 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 so that's what made me really think like, man, I need these questions. Like how could my emotional habits really hurt her? Am I at peace in every area? H- have I allowed God to be Lord over every area? Because wherever he's Lord, there's peace. Because I trust that he will lead and guide me into all truth in that area. Therefore, there's no need for me to be in a state of hysteria. Like it's just like, okay, I'm just going to, Give this over to him and allow him to train me to think the right way, speak the right way, feel the right way so that so that she can grow up the right way. And that's for my wife as well. I said, man, what habits am I practicing that could be causing her to silently not like this marriage? (laughs) 
And then yeah. when I was doing the worksheet, I was like, man, these are some good questions. So I kind of, the questions are already like kind of mapped out for each day. But those questions are important. Like how could my physical habits affect my future? Now I have to think about, okay, is this worth me investing in anymore? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. and so it really hit home for me, man. I was like, man, oh snap! I, I have a whole human being that I'm that I'm that I'm required by God to steward. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm glad those questions hit home for you, brother. I, I, they they definitely while y'all doing it, I'm reflecting as well, and I love seeing y'all's responses, man. Awesome. Yeah. No, I especially when I see other others respond. Um, yeah, I'm like, whoa, that's really good. Um, yeah, it even makes me think. I'm like, I try and respond to everybody's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm like, oh man, that was so good. And I don't know. And like, I've been trying to. Also, I was I was talking to my friend about this about just you know making myself uncomfortable, make few, pe- other people feel loved. Yeah. And I'm like, I go out of my way to really initiate that because I tend to I I am an introvert, <clears throat> so it's like it's Same. really uncomfortable to initiate stuff with people, but. You know, I think that's what God's kind of calling me into right now is like, I'm not like, it's not like, okay, three, four years from now, I'm going to be doing ministry. Like I'm doing, I'm doing ministry right now. And this is what God wants me to do. Like God has purposed me to be in school, but also to work in his kingdom while I'm still here. So I'm like, it's not like I, cause I heard somebody in class say yesterday and I'm like, I don't think it's wrong, but they were like, um, you know, we're like the future leaders of the church. And I'm like, I don't disagree with that. But at the same time, I'm like, I kind of disagree with like, you know, it's like, we're the current leaders. Like God That's is, right. you know, young men and women right now. And like, we can't be thinking, Oh, whenever I get my shot, like, you know, like right now is when I can work. And right now is when, That's right. you know, I, you know, God can, he, he's still working in, in my life. And it doesn't mean, you know, I can't, I can't go out of my way and go show somebody love or, um, you know, just go talk to them. And because uh, I know that that's what I kind of wish I had whenever, you know, I was in my like, high school and that sort of thing. Like, I kind of wish I had more people come out of their way to like, you know, invest. And, you know, I wish I would have done the same too. But um, yeah, it's like, I kind of, I realized that in high school, like, you know, I was still trying to figure stuff out. And I still am, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, we, we all are, bro. Yeah, yeah. And one thing I learned, because I'm an introvert, man, like, but people are shocked when I, they, they hear that I'm an introvert. I'm like, man, I love being by myself. <laughs> but, but, yeah. but, but what's cool about it is like when I am in front of people, I wouldn't say it freaks me out, but I'm like, man, this super, this Holy Spirit stuff is real. Because I don't think y'all understand how much it's costing me and how much it took for me to get up in front of you all. And do what I just did. And then people don't understand the the aftermath. Like the aftermath, I'd be sitting there like, whoa, what just what just happened to me? Now I'm used to it, but now I'm like, oh man, he used me. You can't tell me God ain't real. And so and and that and that alone, bro, just 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 puts me in a state of, okay, no matter where you take me that's uncomfortable, I'm gonna trust you. But yeah, bro. So, but hey, ladies, how y'all doing? I see we got two other people on the call. Brianna, Joanna, I think I said your name right. Please. Oh, sorry. All's well. Y'all doing all right? Hi, everyone. I'm just kind of sick, so I'll stay on mute because I keep sneezing and coughing. No problem. We praying for you healed. Everything. Just get some rest and drink a lot of liquids. Now, now, Joanna, you're the one that asked the question, right? Was that you? The thinking culture. I think that was that was her. Let me see if I can get yes, my. Yes, yes, it was me. It was me. Okay, let me go ahead and pull up my notes because I I took some time right before I got here. I said, you know what? If she wants, if she, if this is what she needs, I'm going to make sure I really take some time and really um, give her. Can y'all see me still? Can y'all hear me still? Yeah. Okay, perfect. I just want to make sure I pull the notes up. All right, so we're going to talk a little bit about how to create a solid thinking culture. And a thinking culture is, I brought here, the way you choose to think about everything. It's the way you choose to think about everything. It's your perspective. I was talking to my students today, and I'm going to upload the video, man. It, not video, but it was audio of my economics class. 
And we was talking about thinking how it's a lost art, how not too many people are taking the time to think. They're allowing other systems, culture and society to think for them. Right. The Bible talks about I have three scriptures uh, where the one I want to focus on. It says is of Colossians 3, 2 says, set your minds like it is my responsibility to set my mind mindset. My mind is set. Now the question you have to ask yourself, what is my mind set on? Is, is it set? Is it set on things that are above? It says set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on, on the earth. Things on the earth change. So first I have to come to an awareness that I can't focus in the current norm of the way the world functions. I have to set my mind on something that's unmovable. Non-effect, not, not affected by anything in culture. I have to set my minds on above. Like setting my mind on above is acknowledging, acknowledging God's presence everywhere, acknowledging that God is God over everything. Therefore, when I set my mind on those things, I, it, it eliminates worry, it eliminates stress. Now I can actually have more time to be my best when I set my thing, set my mind. On things above, Philippians 4, 8 says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. The Bible says we uh, meditate on the word day and night. Right. Like thinking is a choice. And I tell people when it comes to the difference between thoughts and thinking thoughts, I can't control when thoughts come. Thoughts are going to come when they come. Anything could trigger a thought, but I shouldn't allow everything to trigger thinking. Thoughts come can come from culture, can come from a commercial. A thought can come from emotions. A lot of things can trigger thoughts, right? But I can't allow everything to trigger my thinking. Now I have to assess what triggers my thinking. Overexerted thinking creates anxiety. It creates worry. It creates stress. Now I'm thinking, which is my energy, on something that is not above. So creating a culture of thinking says this is how I choose to think about singleness, how I choose to think about marriage, how I choose to think about myself. Everything that I think about must be channeled from above, not what's around or what is aspired to have. Right. It has to be initiate. Oh, we got someone waiting in the waiting room. Here we go. My thinking has to be initiated from something above. If I'm constantly meditating on how good God is, if I'm constantly grateful, if, if, if I'm constantly um, acknowledging him, if I'm constantly um, choosing to think aspirationally, choosing to think of, of how I can serve the kingdom, uh, choosing to think like I'm choosing to think. I tell people the sin is not the thought. The sin is when I choose to think on a thought that is not meant for me to win, a thought that's not meant for me uh, to think on. Like, imagine what God wants you to think about right now. Who should I be thinking about right now? What should I be thinking about right now? I have to think on things that are above because above is where my assignment comes and my awareness should be, which would then create a a, a, a focus uh uh, a power. I told my students, I was like, man, I asked them a question. If y'all listen to the video, you'll hear me say this. I said, um, um, what's the most powerful thing that we can do? And one person said prayer. And I was like, besides that, <laughs> but the one powerful thing that we rarely ever do is think, thinking on creating, thinking on serving, thinking about, um, um, just on the goodness of God, man. Imagine when we think on the goodness of God, how much repentance will happen, how much life change will happen, how much uh, 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 leadership of the Holy Spirit will be done in our lives. Because we're we're freeing up our mental space to give God room to direct our thinking. The definition of think is I love this definition. I just got it today. It says think means direct one's mind towards someone or something. Using one's mind actively to form connected ideas. I can, I can, if I was teaching a seminar right now, I can labor on this definition for a full hour. 
that means I have to do thinking means I'm directing my mind. Your mind, when you choose to think, that's you directing it. Now you have to say, why am I directing my thinking towards something that's causing me to sink? Either my think, you heard me say this many of you, either my thinking will cause sinking or my thinking will cause brinking. Like I'm on the brink. Like I'm always thinking about I'm on the brink of my next whatever, right? So to think means to direct one's mind towards someone or something. So you have to, and, and it's an activity that you guys can do, is everyone should get a sheet of paper and write down on average who or what do I think about the most. And then ask them, are they deserving of that energy? Do you know you can exhaust yourself from thinking? That you can exhaust yourself from directing your, your, your mental energy towards an ex, towards a, a, a family situation, towards a body ailment. And, and I told my students, I said, what happens when you think about these different things? It distracts you from thinking on the things that you should be thinking on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so I have to direct my mind towards someone. Who's that someone? God. Constantly. I'm not talking about like, oh, I'm just looking up and I'm bumping into people while I'm walking down the sidewalk. What I'm saying is that I am constantly aware of God's presence. I'm constantly aware of God's uh, 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 direction. I'm constantly available for him to use me. And my mind is directed towards him. So everything that I look at, it is giving God the opportunity to gauge whether or not I should engage. It's causing me to gauge, should I engage in this? And imagine when you get this thinking at a superpower level to the point to where you're able um, to simultaneously comprehend and extend a hand immediately as God is leading. Like your flowing with God is so like step by step, movement by movement to the point to where you know exactly what to do and whatever. And I told my students, I said, man, thinking leads to creativity. Like I, I always give myself at least an hour before I go to bed just to think. I have to sharpen my thinking skills. Like I have to create thought patterns. I have to think. I labor. Like right when, when Johanna's question, I gave my thinking energy to these points. <laughs> and my thinking energy off of a question that triggered, I then, despite how full my day was, whatever, I say, you know what? I'm going to invest this moment of thinking to give the best points I can give about thinking. And now this thinking, this thinking that I did earlier created these points. These points are pointed towards y'all. And these, these, this moment is, is helping you all uh, uh, think differently. That's the power of thinking, that I can change the way you think by adding truth to it, right? So it says, I hope you, y'all guys still there? I'll make sure <laughs> my Zoom didn't dry. I can't see y'all. Everybody's good? Yeah, yeah. Is this helping? Yes, it is. So, yep. yeah. yeah, so it says direct one's mind towards someone or something. So let me let's engage. What are some things that people overly think on that they shouldn't? Tomorrow. Mm. The Bible says tomorrow has its own sorrow. Like tomorrow has its own cares. Like I tell I tell my students all the time when, when this verse pops up, we have memory verses and, and every year this verse pops up and we, we labor on it for a week or so. And, and one thing I said, I said, imagine how many people got compounded problems by never handling today's problems, thinking about tomorrow. Like, like I need to think through the problems of today so I can have some thinking energy and some problem solving skills to handle tomorrow's trouble when tomorrow become today. But imagine if I put off today's problems to think about what may or may not happen. And then now I compound the stress thinking on something I can't control. What eliminated, what gives me the ability to create books and to create these messages to think through 14 P's on purpose or <laughs> acronyms and spell stuff is because I don't worry about what I can't control. Tomorrow is one of the main things we can't control today. Now we can, we can, we can, we can possibly create a better opportunity for tomorrow. Like we can create like today we can create a level of preparation that that could could open up greater possibilities tomorrow. 
but I can't think about tomorrow today because tomorrow is where I'm present. I can't be a gift for tomorrow if I'm not a gift today, right? So what else? One more. What is what is something else that pe- something or someone that people overly think on that 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 just drains their energy, drains their time, and even their money? Past. The past. So y'all see, y'all getting deep. I thought y'all was gonna say something. <laughs> y'all get deep. The past. How can I pass the test of today if I'm thinking about the the test I failed in my past? How can I pass the test today if I haven't if I'm still dwelling on the F's of how I didn't pass yesterday? Tomorrow was meant to be a place, not tomorrow, but yesterday was meant to be a place of reference. I refer back to for teaching purposes. I refer back to for discipleship purposes. I refer back to uh, um, for for helping today, not hindering today. And all that thinking in two places that you can't do nothing with. <laughs> so when you really hear and process through, you be like, man, I'm thinking about stuff that I can't control and I can't change. I can use the aspiration of tomorrow today. I can use the reference of the past today, but I shouldn't be dwelling on uh, how I failed God yesterday or oh, the sins I did years ago. God is like, man, those things, I've been forgot about those. God's omniscient. I don't mean God doesn't know them, but he doesn't dwell on them. He don't care about them. What's the point? Why would God care about my sins from yesterday when he's trying to help me win today? Right. So thinking is to direct one's mind towards someone or something. It says to use. That means thinking is a tool to use one's mind. That means my mind is a tool. And and, and I don't think many people that may need to do. Um, labor on the mind a little bit uh, for people because there's a certain mindset that we have to have that that I have to use it or it will, or I'll abuse it or someone else will misuse it right or, or it, like if I don't use it I'll misuse it and if I misuse it it, it will it, then someone could come in and abuse it but it says to use one's mind actively actively I can't have passive thinking I have to have active thinking. I have to activate my thinking every day. I have to sharpen my thinking skills. That's why I read every day. I try to write every day. I, I practice different thinkings. Like, okay, I take a verse today and I say, okay, how can I create a message from this little verse? How, how, how? I love when I get questions. That's why I love Q&As. It challenges my thinking. Imagine me, I just can't, you just can't jump into doing live Q&As. You have to train your mind to be able to read a question on the spot and to formulate a profound Holy Spirit filled response in a matter of seconds. That's a skill that I've given over to God's will. Right. So imagine how much money you can make, how much how many people you can impact, uh, the generational wealth you can give just by thinking. I told my students today, I said somebody walked by a tree. Somebody walked by a natural resource and created a resource. <laughs> like someone looked at something, says, let me think on this for a little bit and let me see what I can create from this. Right. So it says to use one's mind actively that I have to activate it in order for it to be uh, uh, actively uh, useful to form connected ideas. The enemy wants us to form or connect satanic, demonic, devilish ideas. Ideas like depression ideas, anxiety. I, I, so, so now my anxiety now triggers ideas. <laughs> and then now I'm thinking about something that ain't going to work, that ain't going to happen. Imagine thinking on something that's a lie. <laughs> how, many, how many lies we gave hours to, <clears throat> days to, weeks to, months to? creating unnecessary anxiety because he knows if I have you think on something that's a lie long enough, then I can create enough anxiety and stress to create disease in you. And if I can create disease in you, then I can uh, dis- uh, uh, cause disabilities in you to not fulfill the purpose in you. So I have to activate my thinking to say, God, am I sitting on gold? Do you know each and every one of you all have wealth inside of you, ideas inside of you? Uh, generational wealth ideas inside of you. I told my students, I said, God was not the God of Abraham. (laughs) 
I said, God's the God of who? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's generational. He just, Abraham just wasn't the only one rich. And this ain't a prosperity message. He's just talking about stewardship. Like, God was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So God is not just the God of um, Joanna, Bailey, or Brianna, right? He's, he's thinking about your kids' kids. Your kid's kid. <laughs> so the Bible says a wise man leaves an inheritance about his children. That means a wise man or a wise woman is living by thinking of their children's children. So now I got too much to think on not to think on. <laughs> I got too much to think on not to think about these negative things, right? So let's get, I have T-H-I-N-K. What to do to create a thinking culture. I want to make sure I get this in before um, this Zoom ends. Y'all learning something? This is good? Yes, it is. Thank you, Coach. No problem. No problem. So T, T-H-I-N-K. And you know, Joanna, I labored on this. I said, I got to give her a good acronym. I, I got to get. I gotta give her, I got to spell the word think. <laughs> so, it was an honor and a pleasure to, to dedicate this thinking energy to create these points for you all. Everyone listening, everybody's watching. I might share this piece because it's so valuable to to my aunt, to everybody else, but but you guys got it first. So T H I N K T stands for you have to understand the power of thinking. In order to to create a culture of thinking positively and thinking on things above. You have to understand the power of thinking. Thinking is powerful. Like, to hear the phrase, God thinks about me, or God thought of me, <laughs> that's profound. That before I was in mother's womb, he knew me uh, reverentially and wonderfully made me. So, how powerful is my thinking? Thinking, I always say, is like water. Thoughts are like seeds. Whatever thought you allow to come into your mind, into your soul or soil, S-O-I-L-S-O-U-L, right, will produce fruit. So if I understand the power of thinking, just like I understand the power of water, then I'll be very careful where I pour my thinking so in order for me to create a thinking culture, I have to literally look at every main thought patterns or every person or everything that I direct my mind towards. And I have to audit it. I have to assess it. And I have to understand that if I think about this, I will get this return. So on a sheet of paper, you don't got to do it right now, but I want you to write down, if I continue to think about this, what would be the return? If I think on this thing too long, what would it produce? Because your, your thoughts triggers thinking. Thinking triggers emotions. Emotions triggers actions. Actions trigger consequences. I don't forgot. Hold on. What was the first thing I said? I said, um, okay, thoughts triggers think. Oh, uh, hold on. Thoughts triggers thinking. Thinking triggers emotions. Emotions trigger actions. Actions triggers consequences. So consequences are not always bad. There are good consequences. So if I choose to think on something that is tainted, demonic, uh, dangerous, I can't get that power because it will produce an outcome. We've all been there. Thinking on something too long created unnecessary anxiety which created unnecessary illness, which probably can, for some people, have created premature death. So I have to respect thinking. Thinking is a power, superpower. And I have to respect it in order to um, detect it. Like, if I respect all thoughts, I will take time to detect all thoughts. I will take time to examine all thoughts. The Bible says, casting down all vain imaginations and every thought that arises itself against knowledge of God. All right. So H, I have to audit and adjust my thinking habits. Thinking leads to thought patterns, a pattern of thinking. This is the way I think about my singleness. This is the way I think about my marriage. This is the way I think about my money. This is the way I think about God. This is the way. See the patterns? 
I have to change my patterns of thinking. I have to hone in. I have to hone in, hone my thoughts in and, and change the habits and say, OK, what is my desired outcomes? If my desired outcome is to is to create generational wealth, then I have to eliminate anything that's contradictory to that. I have to eliminate it. Because the power is in the mind. Right. So H, I have to audit and adjust my thinking habits. How do I see what I see? What are my perspective points? What are my uh, point of view, my worldview about these things? So on a sheet of paper, you can also write down the the, the top five things. Hold on. What's my point? Um, the top three thought patterns of the top three things that you're not happy with. Like if you're not happy with your singleness, what thought processes created that outcome for you not to like it? Or to enjoy it. Has someone opinion crept into your thought patterns? Have someone uh, um, uh, that you listen to affected it? Now I have to I have to remove the weeds so that the seed, the positive seeds can grow. I have to incorporate the word into my thinking. I have to incorporate the word into my thinking. The Bible says think on things that are true. Think, think on things that are honorable. Think of things that are just, pure, lovely. I, I got to incorporate the word. What does the word of God say I should think on? Oh, I got, we got somebody in the waiting room. Oh, we have 10 more minutes. So I have to incorporate the word of God in my thinking. What does the word of God say about my thinking? How does he want me to think about marriage? How does he want me to think about manhood? What, what does the word of God say about womanhood? What does the word about God say right now? I'm, what does the word of God say about parenting? Because <laughs> in order for me to create a culture... I got to create a way of thinking about everything that I'm connected to. Everything that I'm connected to, I have to audit how I think about it. And I have to incorporate the word of God in every single area because what it, the word is active. It's alive. How many people's, so I can even make it this simple. Someone say a negative word to you today. Is it dormant or active? If someone says something about something that you're insecure about, that thought, that word has activated an insecurity. So their word is alive. <laughs> Some people's mama's words are still alive in them and their mama dead and gone. That negative word their dad said when they were seven is still active in them. So if people's words spoken over us years ago is still active in a lot of our lives, imagine the word when it gets in us and how active it is. And what fruit it produced. So I have to incorporate the word into my thinking and how I think about everything. And I got to determine what I will never think again. <laughs> I have to determine I will not think this way again about my singleness, about my money, about my, my life, about God. I will never. And the way to say, the way to ensure that you never think that way is to find the right way to think. And to like not to, to get into the apologetics of it, like I gotta find the truth of this. Why I should never think about this again. And last but not least, Kate, I have to keep up with thinking appropriately. I have to keep it up. I, I, I can't. I can't. And there're gonna be some days it's gonna be different. I told my students the other day. I said, Hey, man, if you're struggling right now and mad about something, put a timer on your phone for 40 minutes. I'm gonna. I'm gonna punch a pillow. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a go shoot some hoops for 40 minutes. I'm a process this thought. I'm a think it through. I'm a, I'm a get it out my system. And after 40 minutes, I'm going about my day. I'm not going to. I told a student, don't allow the sun to go down or come up on your raft. Because some people get mad at night. <laughs> so I got to make sure, as a married man, that I never allow. If I get mad at my wife at eight o'clock and the sun's already down, before the sun comes up, I got to make sure it's right. Because any area I don't keep up will get messy. Any area that I don't keep up, the devil will kick in. See what I'm saying? And I got to keep up this thinking. I have to, I got to know that the outcome of this thinking is for my benefit. So T-H-I-N-K, you have to understand the power of your thinking. T, you have to audit and adjust your thinking. You have to incorporate the word into your thinking. You have to determine what you will never think again. And you have to keep up thinking appropriately. So, I'm coming back into the Zoom so I can see y'all. Any questions? I think we got about six minutes. Let me see if there's anything, anyone in the chat. Uh, any questions, any, any comments about what was shared?
Yes, Brianna, go ahead. Yes. Okay. Um, I completely agree with what you're saying, Coach. Um, one question I had was, yeah. how are you supposed to think about um, money, prosperity, gotcha. a business-focused mindset? Stewardship, 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 stewardship. I would do a deep study on prudence. I would do a, a, a Bible study on stewardship. I would just look up scriptures on stewardship, scriptures on prudence. Because um, God is God, not everybody's going to be millionaires. Not everybody's going to be billionaires. But people are millionaires and billionaires or are successful if they do it the right way based upon the, the principles of stewardship. So my thinking about money is I want to maxim, I want the maximum amount of money that I was called to create. Right. But I can't create that money if I don't steward the money. The Bible says the Bible doesn't say that the money is the root of all. Evil. It says the love of it. Uh, the Bible says money answers all things. So the way I think about money has to be biblical. So what I would do is I would look up scriptures on money, scriptures on thinking. No, I'm not thinking. Scriptures on money, scriptures on stewardship and scriptures on prudence. And allow those words to soak into you, and then you will have a supernatural perspective on prosperity that is not centered on self-centeredness. It'll be centered on kingdom advancement, generational wealth, making sure that Isaac and Jacob is good. You see what I'm saying? Uh, Isabella or or Jennifer is good. You know what I'm saying? Whoever your kid's kid, like like the Bible says, a wise man lives in inheritance. I got to keep the kingdom funded beyond me. I have to keep my family funded beyond me. So I would do a deep, and maybe I'll do another video, another lesson on how we should think about money. And, and, and maybe I should do that as well. But I will start with just looking up five solid scriptures that you can pull from a list of scriptures on money. And, and, and um, but don't focus on money. Focus on stewardship and prudence. And then get scriptures on that and then just meditate on it. And um, and even if you post it, post it in the community. I, I, I want to I wanna chime in on that. And what's, post your five scriptures you find and I'm, I'm going to get in there with you. All right. Thanks, Coach. No problem. Anybody else? Any other questions? It could be about anything. Is, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Bailey. <laughs> you know, go ahead, but go ahead, fam. Um, yeah, so this is more of like a comment on that. Yes. Um, so actually recently... The past couple of weeks, I've seen um, like this podcast by Tim Roth, and yeah. I don't know if you guys know who he is, but he's a pastor. And but so he used to do uh, rapping. Uh, he used to do, like stand up and preaching, and he said that the Holy Spirit went to him to write out each of the three things and see where he was like. The Holy Spirit was like, "Okay, where where do you see me in this?" And he goes, "Well, I'm making the most money preaching," and he goes, "But I enjoy like doing rapping and yeah." Um, stand up and he goes but I had to depend on God the most while I was preaching and he goes I incorporated my you know stand up and my music even in my preaching so it's like they're still utilized yeah. but he had to depend on God mainly in, in preaching and so that's kind of what you know God wanted him to do and so but he's still using yeah. stand up and, and that sort of stuff so yeah and with stewardship and prudence like it all has to be the Bible says there's a scripture I forgot it says God, Lord, don't make me too rich that I leave you, nor don't make me too poor that I, that I leave you. Like, God knows the cap. We're like the NFL. <laughs> there, there's a cap on us. God's like, fam, no. Be steward. Be a good steward in this area. To cultivate, to cultivate a culture. Yes. No, to have a culture of thinking. Uh-huh. I was unaware of how powerful it is to just be mindful of the time that we do have yes. throughout a day. And and I was glad that you mentioned that and that podcast. And for me, it was just today was just a lot of um, I can't. It, it just I don't know how to put it, but I'm truly grateful, and I thank you that now I can apply this um, principle and to to have a a greater mindset. And also, I do realize that the more you have control about on your thoughts, the more you can really focus. You yeah. can be focused. You can focus, the more powerful you could be. Because how many times in the day we would spend time thinking mm. about things in the past or in the future when it's not helping? Yeah. But now, just to be mindful of that and just to cast down the thoughts. And I've been even before um, this teaching tonight. I've been. Um, 
practicing it because some moment like this is just in a conversation like something would trigger like any emotion i'm like oh no why would i feel like this no i yes. don't think about this and just to realize just to be aware of these things how we can it shift for real and you don't think about this thing the moment that you really think the power over this thing like you decide that no i'm not thinking about this thing i want to meditate on something that is pure no i don't want to think about this thing this is not helpful even when um about anger i i, uh, I was reading a verse i don't i don't like to misquote the, uh, the word but just that but i speak french so i okay. i have the reference in my mind in yeah. french uh-huh. but it just to say that a sweet word is um Whenever you 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 um, anger is like is trying uh, trying to pump up and I can say it like just a sweet or a sweet word will just calm it down and to be to realize that every time that you wanna be you wanna be uh, angry about something it's just a sweet word something that is really sweet will just calm calm yourself down it's just. It's just powerful just to apply the word of God on a daily basis. So I was just—I just wanted to mention all of that. Yeah, and 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 that's—I I had to live that because of the spiritual warfare I faced, because of um, just the different stuff that that goes in my day-to-day life. Man, I'm not giving the devil no foothold in my mind because strongholds are real. Like if I keep thinking a certain kind of way, I'm going to create a way of thinking. A way of thinking then becomes a stronghold. Then I can never hold on strongly to something I desire to have if I'm thinking contrary to the right. Like one, one guy, we was having a conversation and we said wealth have, wealthy people have a way of thinking. They have a way of speaking. They can recognize when someone doesn't match their frame of uh, mind. Right. And so. I have to think in such a way where 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 God can infuse it and use it. For instance, I told my students today, I said, who was the most powerful man of all Egypt? And I told him it was Joseph. I said, sometimes people want to be the number one guy. I said, the most powerful person is never the number one guy is who has the number one guy's ear. <laughs> and I said, how do you think the wealth of the wicked is going to be given to the just? The wicked is not wise. <laughs> Those who operate in God's wisdom and can who can creatively think, those are the people, right? Those are the people who's going to get the wealth of the wicked because the wicked is not wise. They're smart, book smart, but they're not Bible smart. <laughs> they're not big book smart. They're book smart. So the, the, the believer has to create a space where they are creatively thinking. Like I can't think on what what is um, not of God. I, I have to think, I have to keep my, my mind fixed because whatever my mind is fixed on or focused on will flourish. And imagine how many days that accumulated by hours that we spent thinking about something that God's like, fam, what was that going to profit you? <laughs> the Bible says, how can, by worry, can I add an extra inch to my height? <laughs> well, however that scripture goes, I can't add nothing through worry, thinking through worry. I have to give God my mind so that he can create through it and use it. Um, and that's why there's no way I could be doing ministry like I do now if I don't if I don't create clear space in my mind for God to land anytime he wants to land. And if I can teach people how to think, man, you'll be surprised the supernatural usage God's going to get through you and, and and by you. And so back to Bailey's question, I think Bailey was saying, uh, man, what was I saying, Bailey? Man, I forgot. Before the, before the call drop, I think you were saying something, bro. Oh, I, I don't even know if I was asking a question, but it was it was more of just a cop. Oh, the cap, the cap. That's right. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The cap. It's like God just wants us to be stewards. Like some people are only going to make five figures, you know, a year or so. Some people are going to make six. Some people are going to make seven. Some people are going to make eight or nine. But I told God, man, I don't want him to add, because I think it was here we had a question about prosperity. I don't want God to add a dollar that's going to make me say, God, holler. I'll holler at you later. 
I want him to keep me in a bracket that's going to keep me um, a, a connected to him. And that's why selfish ambition is dangerous. I can't think on every idea. Man, I could have been a multimillionaire now if I really just wrote seven books on singleness back to back to back to back. <laughs> back in 2016 when I was hot. <laughs> when people was flying me out to do singleness. Man, I, I would have been rich, rich by now. But that's selfish ambition. I have to be okay with how my heavenly bank account is. But any other questions? I got about 10 more minutes and I got to get to my wife, but any other questions about anything we shared? It could be anything, anything. Uh, it's not a, it's a kind of question, but as it's also like a comment about what you just said. Because sure. The other day I was doing a comment <clears throat> with my sister where we were talking about, you know, when the word of God say you may prosper as your soul prosper and mm-hmm. work with, um, I mean, it's something that we would, um, uh, uh, I'm, I'm really strong. It's okay. Take your time. Right take your time. Uh, take your time. <laughs> it's really, um, something that we will, um, not mention, but we will see, um, recently, like how people, um, will, uh, associate prosperity with money, with having money where we don't, they don't really, they will fall far from what kind of prosperity that, that God has for them for real. And for some people, it might be just um, for their family. It might be for, you know, all kind of prosperity. Yeah. But they would they would associate um, prosperity with money, with being a millionaire. When, and when in life, what if God didn't want you to be a millionaire? And we were having that conversation. And so it's just great to see. Um, I mean, when I was listening to the, the uh, the podcast, not the podcast, um, you did about if God is enough, man, that, that was shocking. That was and powerful. I, I was like, people need to hear this kind of word because for some people, they're seeking God for the wrong reason. Yeah. And taking that prosperity means money, being rich, you're a millionaire, when prosperity just can, it can just be healthy. Yeah. That, that's, so. I, I, yeah. I, it's funny how I say this all the time. I said, I, more than I want to be a millionaire, I want to be a family nair, a healthy nair. <laughs> I want, I want, that's the nairs I want. <laughs> like millionaire, billionaire is cool, but I want my family to feel like dad was home. My husband was present. Like, like it's going to be hard to enjoy wealth or enjoy success if, if I don't have my priorities in order. Like, like for instance, if my wife calls him right now, that's it. I'm, I wish I can be on here longer. <laughs> but she has to come before everything else besides God, right? Because what's the point of reaching millions of people around the world but couldn't reach my wife before she had an anxiety attack or so couldn't reach her before she she lost her identity or, or not be so the intangible things i think people forget about like prospering internally before prospering externally like how much of the fruit of the spirit is activated in me how loving how more how much more loving can i be how much more content and joy can I be? Like, that's my focus because I don't want to be a lustful millionaire, uh, uh, a conditional millionaire. I'm only happy if these many people in my life. I don't want to be a, a, a rich person that's not at peace. I don't want to be a rich person that's not patient or kind or faithful or gentle. I don't want to be a rich person without self-control. In order for us to sustain wealth that's generationally passed down, I have to be wealthy internally. And when I focus on prosperity inside, then based upon God's cap, then we can reach that. But the goal should never be, like you said, like we were saying, it should never be about how much money I can make. It's how much impact I can make. Am I an impactful husband, an impactful father, an impactful uh, teacher to my students, an impactful servant to you all, an impactful, not impactful, but a useful tool for God, the money will come. If you love God with all your heart, you serve God with all yourself and your tools and all that stuff, and you master your craft, money is going to come. Success is going to come. That's that's the byproduct of, of, of being at God's feet. 
Jesus said, what I've given Mary will never depart from her. But Martha, what you cooking for me is going to leave my system. I'm going to go to the bathroom. It's going to be out of me. So it's like I got to get poured into before I can pour out. Good stuff, y'all. Good stuff. Amen. Thank you, Coach. No problem. Anybody else? One last question and I better get better get back to it. <laughs> I have one question. Yes. But are you still going to do the video on expectations of what marriage is? Yes, I'm developing my list as we speak. Not not as we speak, but today. I'm just just giving. Thank you. I'm just thinking through how I want to deliver it, how many points. And and I've only been married four years. So, like, those are the real, like, the real raw. because I kind of knew, and I'll give a little bit, maybe five minutes on this b- before I do the video. But there are some things I knew about, but you don't know the depth of what you know until you're in it. And that's why I tell people, be single. Like for men, I tell men all the time, once you get married, you're, you're, you're no longer in the equation. <laughs> when this baby Ezzy come out, I'm the third Ezzy. <laughs> the baby going to get a lot of attention. The mama going to get a lot of attention. I ain't going to get nothing. <laughs> but my job is to make sure they feel like someone. I, like my job as a man has to be legacy driven. Um, because I told my kids today, I said, men benefit from marriage more so at the tail end, not in the beginning. Because I have to keep serving. Now, I could be wrong about that. I'm speaking from four years. So take that with a grain of salt. But one thing that I've learned from older men was... What's the point of being a man, a, a, a family man, and your children don't visit you no more? Your wife don't talk to you no more. Like, I want to invest so much early on in my marriage that the tail end, the middle and out onward would be like, man, I have a great dad in my life, a great husband, a great pillar in the family. And uh, But the, the reality check for men has to be, hey, man, you have to serve. And well, we'll get more into that because then I'm gonna keep going. Then then my wife's gonna be mad. But uh, yep, she just texted me. Are you almost done? <laughs> Gotta go. Love y'all. <laughs> I'll see y'all soon. She just texted me. All right, my mom. I, uh, I'll post this up. No problem. I'll see y'all. Let me go before I get in trouble. Yeah, thanks, coach. No problem. Good. Thank you. All right, bye. Praying for you. Thank you. Thank you.